in Dye versus Precision Foundation Specialties 2022 ARC App 220, the Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed a contractor's verdict against a homeowner for unpaid bills in a breach of contract claim arising from a residential construction project. The court reversed and remanded on cross-appeal for an award of attorney's fees to the contractor. The contract provided for fees and expenses in a collection action. Judge Hickson reasoned, This appeal arises from an order and judgment awarding the appellee cross-appellant Precision Foundation Specialties and Flowright Drainage Solution, Inc., or PFS, damages for breach of contract against the appellant's cross-appellees, John Ray Dye and Bobby Joe Dye, collectively the Dyes, for a cause of action arising from a residential construction repair. The Dyes argue that, one, PFS failed to strictly comply with the statutory notice requirement in Art Codan Section 1844.115, which precluded a judgment in its favor, Two, the contract is usurious, which voids the contract. And three, the jury's viewing of the residents in question deprived them of a fair trial because the deficiencies in PFS's work product were concealed. PFS cross-appeals, arguing that it should have been awarded attorney's fees as a matter of law and contract. We affirm on appeal, but we reverse and remand on cross-appeal. The Circuit Court held a hearing on the Dyes motion for partial summary judgment and on May 23, 2018, entered an order denying the motion. Specifically, the Court held that PFS was entitled to the direct sale exemption. Therefore, the statutory notice was not required. The Court further found, contrary to the contention of retroactivity by the Dyes, that the effective date of Act 808 of 2017 which amended Art Code and Section 1844.115 to explicitly require residential contractors to provide the important notice, was August 1, 2017, and should not be applied retroactively. Regarding late fees, the Circuit Court cited Supreme Court precedent in Hayes v. National Bank of Memphis, 256 Art 328, which held that penalties to induce prompt payment are free from usury. Therefore, the contract was not void. The court, however, did find that the late fees imposed by the contract were unconscionable and dismissed the portion of PFS's complaint attempting to collect the late fees. The case proceeded to a two-day jury trial on October 29 through 30, 2018. In a pretrial motion, the Dyes requested that the jury be transported to their residence for a visual inspection, which the circuit court granted. Therefore, after the close of testimony from two experts as well as Mr. Dye and a representative of PFS, the circuit judge led the jury, silently and in a single file line, through the residence at the Dyes' request. Ultimately, the jury returned a verdict in favor of PFS and awarded damages in the amount of $3,750, end of quote. Each party filed competing fee petitions which were denied. A direct appeal and cross-appeal followed. The arguments on direct appeal were, one, the verdict should not stand because of the contractor plaintiff's failure to comply with strict notice requirements, 
Two, that the contract was usurious because it provided late fees in the amount of 22.5% weekly. And three, that allowing the jury to view the site was error. The opinion explained the contractor's noncompliance with the notice requirements of ARC Code N Section 1844.115 did not invalidate the contract. There was an earlier version of the notice provisions in effect at the time of the contract. An amended version came about later, but it did not apply retroactively. In applying the former, the Court of Appeals noted it contained an exemption for direct sales, which applied in this case. The changes after the contract here were in Act 808 of the 2017 version, Art Code and Section 1844.115a.4. Quote, Under the Act 808 of 2017 version, those defined contractors were required to furnish notice as required under the statute. If those contractors did not provide notice as required under the statute, the contractor was barred from bringing an action to enforce any provision of a residential contract. End of quote. This contract was entered into in 2016. Quote, in Hammerhead Contracting and Development LLC v. LAD, our Supreme Court expressly stated that when a homeowner has ordered materials or services directly from the lien claimant, the transaction constitutes a direct sale, and the lien claimant has no obligation to give the homeowner the statutory notice. The Court reiterated in Hammerhead that the homeowner is in direct privity of contract with the direct sale contractor. Therefore, the exception applies. End of quote. The amended statute would not be applied retroactively. Quote, Accordingly, giving retroactive application to Act 808 of 2017 would destroy any cause of action to seek payment for its work by a contractor who fell within the direct sale exception prior to the amendment but who complied with the requirements of the statute that existed at that time. Retroactive application in this instance would be entirely contrary to well-established law against disturbing vested rights. End of quote. In a footnote, the opinion added that more changes have been made to the current-day lien statute. Quote, Since the filing of this appeal, Art Code and Section 1844.115 has been amended again by Act 984 of 2021 to only preclude a residential contractor's lien rights if the appropriate notice requirements are not followed. However, when the Act in question was enacted in 2017, failure to, fall, to strictly follow the notice requirements of Art Code and Section 1844.115 precluded residential contractors from enforcing any provision of a residential construction contract. End of quote. The Court of Appeals rejected the argument that the contract was usurious. The contract provided that any payments more than a day late after the invoice date will include a late fee charge from the invoice date of 22.5% weekly or the maximum rate if higher. This was something the homeowner was capable of avoiding and not usurious as a result. While the trial court found the rate was not usurious, it declined to enforce it, however, because it was unconscionable. While the homeowners argued it was error to allow the jury to visit the home because defects were allegedly concealed, this argument was not preserved. 
While the trial court granted their pretrial motion for the jury's inspection, a contemporaneous objection was required at the time and was not made until after the verdict in a motion for new trial. The Court of Appeals ruled the lower court did not err in denying discretionary fees under Art Code N Section 1622-308. However, it erred in denying them under the contract terms. The contractor sought both its attorney's fees and the expenses of an expert. Quote, Now we turn our attention to the expenses relating to the expert witness. Generally, expert witness expenses and fees are not court-caused, as contemplated by Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 54D. However, as in the attorney's fees discussion above, a party may contract for the payment of additional expenses as cost of collections. Therefore, given the plain language of the contract mandating an award of all expenses, the circuit court erred in failing to award PFS its expert witness fees. Accordingly, we reverse and remand for the circuit court to determine the amount of expert witness expenses to be awarded to PFS pursuant to the terms of the contract. End of quote. End of decision.